This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to a special sci-fi edition of Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. This is our first ever sci-fi special and our first ever guest curated episode. A few weeks back, we had a submission call for sci-fi themed fiction and poetry, and all of the pieces you'll hear were handpicked by friend of the show and science fiction aficionado, Patrick King. I'd like to thank everyone who submitted their work for consideration. And for more about why he chose the pieces he did, here's a transmission from space that we received from Patrick himself. Greetings, Earthlings, neighbors, werewolves, space cadets, aliens, everything in between. Uh, my name is Patrick King, and I helped curate this episode, this super sci-fi episode of Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. Um, I had a lot of fun looking over these uh, very, very weird and varied submissions, and um, I was able to select four, uh, and I really do hope you enjoy them. They, um, they're all over the place, right? They, uh, in a galaxy far, far away, we have folks with gills. We have uh, aliens invading the Earth. Uh, you know, all of the fun things that you could consider, um, you know, science fiction. Uh, so I really do hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you have as much fun listening as I had uh, to reading these works. Um, and I hope you stick around and uh, stay tuned and subscribe to hear the next super sci-fi edition of Micro. Enjoy. With the end of that transmission, and without any further ado, we've got a story about finding Jesus inside of a washing machine. It's called, appropriately enough, Jesus Machine. It was written by Mina Chang and published by Daily Science Fiction. Enjoy. Jesus Machine by Mina Chang Jesus was in my washing machine. The transubstantiation is what tipped me off. It enticed me. So I studied the phenomena, analyzed the data, quantified the variables. After all, precision is essential in tangling with a god. Mother blames herself for pushing me. Admonitions to achieve, pressure to be the best. Too much for her gifted, fragile girl 
She doesn't understand. I'm close. The first sign was a parable. Dirty clothes went in. Writing came out. Socks turned to words. I ignored it. Probably a prank. More laundry. More text. Too much stress. I needed sleep. Then my lab coat turned to theorems, precepts, ideas. Such ideas. I'd always shunned the Christian mythos. As a scientist, I had no need of a god. Miracles, though. Altering matter. Transforming water to wine. So tempting. Had I such power, what would I change? The better question, what wouldn't I? My Jesus-infested washer guided me. I shouldn't have told anyone. When they came for me, they said my work was abomination, a god machine born of skewed quantum mechanics and hubris, an existential threat. I escaped because my laundered savior warned me, run. Now I hide, sleeping, thinking, particles and waves. The ideas spin and swirl. All I need is a little time and, perhaps, gravity. Finally, divine mathematics wash away the stain of mortality, granting my epiphany. Jesus wasn't the God in my machine. It was me all along. That's why they went to stop me. But they're too late. I am bred at Einstein's altar, transfigured, and you can't stop a god. Mina Chang's work has been nominated for Best Microfiction and Best Small Fictions and is included in the Best Indie Speculative Fiction 2020. She's the winner of the 2020 Lascaux Prize in Creative Nonfiction. You can find her on Twitter at Mina Chang or on her website at MinaChang.com. Up next is an ephemeral and spooky little piece that will have you wondering about the Stone Thrower's version of events. It's called Glass Houses. It was written by Jay Bradley and published by Ellipsezine on August 2nd, 2017. Enjoy! The smell of the chemically burnt skin and screams wake me up. I look out my bedroom window and see three people getting smaller and smaller as they run away, mom seeping out of the glass shed. Find a glass repair and call them, I yell as I run past Mitch at the breakfast table, his mouth full of breakfast cereal. I walk over to the part of the glass shed Mom seeps from. Notice four rocks on the ground. I pick up one of them and see a hint of glass on the stone. I just wanted to thank them, Mom says. 
I put layer after layer of duct tape over the crack, ask mom to stay calm, to stay put. Mom calms down, and she thins herself down to a fine mist. They should be here this afternoon, I hear Mitch say behind me, his voice not muffled by a containment suit. I'm hoping whoever threw those rocks doesn't live in this neighborhood, doesn't have parents old enough to believe their version of what happened. Jay Bradley is the author of Teenage Wasteland, an American love story, published by Whiskey Tip Books in 2021. You can find him on Instagram, where he cartoons at Questionable Decision Comics. This next one feels almost like a dystopian field study. One thing's for sure, this piece has us wary of future evolution. It's called Gills. It was written by Alpheus Williams and published by Storgi Magazine on October 16th, 2020. Enjoy. Gills. Zeus, the child of Titans, ate his own and begat new gods. Some believe the gills are science's revenge for ignoring their warnings. Some say science genetically engineered them so that a remnant of humanity could survive the great inundations and extremes that resulted from climate change. Some say it was just a natural progression to adapt to the way things became, evolution, classic Darwin, etc. Others say science didn't have a damn thing to do with it, and it was God's vengeance for those who strive for tolerance and social equity. Still others say bullshit, and that God is dead and wasn't part of the equation. A heated argument followed until someone suggested they call God for an answer. He didn't pick up the phone. It's academic. They're here now, guild, amphibious, syndactyle, and predatory. You can survive if you hear the wet slap of their webbed feet on pavement and run like hell. You can survive if you're careful. Dispose of your waste and leave no trace of yourself. You can survive if you live in a desert environment, far away from the water. Gills don't like deserts, and they need enough water to fully immerse themselves to survive. They can last a few days, but then their skin dries up, and they wither to a hollow husk. It's not pretty. I know them better than most. It's not that I've eaten with them, or they're my friends or anything, I just know how they hunt and how they function. I've studied them from a distance. Gills don't trust our custodianship of the planet. I can't say I blame them, but they don't have to hunt us down and eat us. There's no malice in their actions. It's just they prefer to eat humans. It's something in their genes. Alpheus Williams is a writer, curmudgeon, pissed off with humanity, loves his wife, nature, his dog, and good whiskey. 
truly a man after my own heart. You can find him on Twitter at Alf Williams, on Facebook at Alpheus Williams, or on his website at seasongchronicle.com. Our final piece features a nod to a sci-fi classic and expands upon the significance of the test that defines human from replicant. It's titled, it's called Voidkamp for short. It was written by Kevin Grauke and published by Spork Press in October 2020. Enjoy. It's called Voight Comp for short. Epigraph. He saw the two dial indicators gyrate frantically, but only after a pause. The reaction had come, but too late. From Philip K. Dix to Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. When the machine opens, its bellows expand, contract, sniffing the air for the essence of fear and disgust, while the lens piece rises on a jointed arm to aim itself at the nearest iris. How many times has he watched this slow unfurling? As many times as he's ignored their questions about the purpose of all this. As many times as he's explained that reaction speed is important, and no, smoking won't affect the test. He watches a left eye come into focus magnified until its odd folds of brown or blue or green fill the screen. The first prompt he's given to read by the machine is always different but always familiar. He speaks of mothers clubbed in the streets, butterflies in killing jars, turtles in the desert flipped on their backs, photos of nude girls, servings of boiled dog... He does his best to mask his boredom as he asks, How do you react? What do you say? Do? Why are you not helping? He never really hears their replies. Do correct answers even exist? He simply watches the screen, waiting for static, waiting for the buzz and the crackle, the zeroing out. Sometimes he wonders how he would fare on the other side of this mindful machine, pressed to consider the fates of unknown mothers, turtles, even dogs already boiled and served on salvers. What would the bellows smell? The lens piece see? Would he fluctuate? Dilate? Or, amidst the buzzing and the crackling, would he simply not know all that he doesn't know, all that he's never known? Kevin Grauke is the author of Shadows of Men, published by Queen's Ferry Press and winner of the Stephen Turner Award from the Texas Institute of Letters. You can find him on Twitter at Kevin Grauke. This episode of Micro was guest curated by Patrick King and produced and hosted by myself, Drew Hawkins. The original music is by Matt Ordez. You can find all of the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. Subscribe to the show and check out some of our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. 
and keep an eye out for future episodes with guest curators. As always, you can find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us for updates on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening.